0: Well, have you ever felt completely overwhelmed? I know I sure have. Welcome to the Remnant Godcast on this 6-3-2019. I have been talking to so many people throughout my journeys. (laughs) People have been calling me, writing me, Uh, we preach at different churches sometimes, people in our own church, and just people at work and in the mall that I run into, at Starbucks, whatever, that are feeling completely overwhelmed. And it, I started noticing, hey, you know what? This is like an epidemic here. There's a lot of people that are feeling overwhelmed. So I you know, wanted to take it to prayer and ask the Lord, what is going on? Why are so many people feeling overwhelmed? Well, then a lot of things started happening in my own life. And <laughs> guess what? I started feeling overwhelmed. And that's not supposed to happen to a pastor. A pastor's not supposed to feel overwhelmed. But I did feel overwhelmed, and I had to seek some answers from the lord and say god why am i feeling this way how can i combat it can you give me some scriptures lord and you know something to stand on so that i can minister to others through my own experience here on how you have relieved me and calmed me in the middle of this very tense situation what tense situation am i talking about well i'm talking about the world that we live in today you know i often talk about people are so caught up in their own lives just trying to get their kids to school and, you know, make sure it's the right school (laughs) and make sure they're behaving and paying the bills and going to, you know, their job and, and having a job and keeping a job. And, you know, there's just a lot of warfare, especially for a Christian in this hour. And there are some great victories that we're seeing around the world. And there's a lot of people that are, you know, moving in the spirit of God as he leads. And, you know, there's some great, great things that are happening. There's moves of God that are taking place all over the world, but there's also a lot of persecution that's happening right now. There's a lot of stress, anxiety. We continue to see the family unit, you know, attacked. Uh, We continue to see biblical moral values attacked. And I don't think any of this is going away, friends. I, I wish it was, but I do believe that God wants to initiate a revival movement in this time. And that really starts in our heart. It starts in our in our own personal heart. I know a lot of people are looking for a, a movement, a revival movement where, you know, it's something like Azusa or, you know, where we see a great move of God uh, happen, the Jesus movement, whatever. And I believe that will happen. But I do believe that what God is really wanting to see right now is our individual hearts and as the body of Christ together, as we all work, you know, individually to have revival and new life happen in our churches and our families you know to 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 yearn for christ to seek him with all of our heart mind soul spirit i believe that's where the revival truly starts doesn't mean i don't think there's going to be revival because listen i've been praying for revival for years with uh many people that that have a heart and yearn to see revival in our nation i believe it's coming but like i said i think it starts in our own personal heart and that's why i've really been working on this myself to be restored, be refreshed, be renewed, because what is revival? It's new life. And so I'm going to go over 25 scriptures today that just basically help you, minister to you, because the Holy Spirit is the comforter, minister to you when you're feeling overwhelmed. And then we'll get to some of the symptoms, why you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, And, and we'll talk a little bit about that, but let me just read a couple of these scriptures first. So finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praise-worthy, think of such things. That's Philippians four eight. Think of such things. Dwell on those things. Now that's hard when you have a person that is maybe part of your family or in your household that is extremely negative. Okay, that that makes it difficult because you may be willing. To focus on what's pure and lovely and admirable, you know, and excellent and praiseworthy. But you may be living with someone that is a negative Nelly, that is a very stressful person, and that affects you and affects everybody in the household. In fact, it's it's a spirit of discord that comes into the home and tries to stress you out. And I believe that that is one of the major tactics of the enemy against a spiritual believer. And, and, and he is defeated. But it, it is effective for the enemy because it gets us caught up in the muck and the mire. And that's why the Lord is saying, look, no matter what your situation, focus on what's admirable. Focus on what's lovely. Focus on what's pure. Focus on what's praiseworthy and excellent. All the things that God has done. That always gets me back to being balanced is when I can say, okay, despite what I'm going through right now, and it's pretty crazy. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. This last month has been crazy. Okay, so I'm, I'm I'm in this with you. But, you know, no matter what's happening, let us find our refuge and our strength. In Jesus Christ. In fact, I think of Psalm 91 He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That's where we want to stand. That's where we want to live, in the shadow of the Almighty. I'm going to read another one. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. That's a famous scripture, right? You've heard that one before, Ephesians 6:10 through 12. But it's true. Our battle isn't against the flesh and blood. You may have that person that we deem kind of crazy in your household. That's stressing you out. Maybe it's multiple people. Some of you guys are dealing with multiple people in your household. And you wish that you could be free from that. You wish that you could be in a in a in a place where you didn't have to deal with those people. I, I know that I wish that sometimes. My thank god my wife is not one of those people. She's amazing. Um, but you know, we have other people in our life that stress us out. <laughs> that that are negative Nellies. That, you know, uh, how about this one? People that will tell you, you know, always that you're gonna fail, that you're not gonna succeed. You know, I have people like that in my family, you know, and it makes it difficult. But you know what? I've learned to press ahead and I've also learned not to receive those words because, you know, honestly, the battle isn't against flesh and blood. When you have a calling on your life, when you have the Lord that has given you a mandate, has given you a a strategy and said, this is what I want you to do. This is your calling. You have purpose and this is what it is. And you're you're set on that mission. Or what about just being set on going, getting people saved, set free? Healed and delivered. You know, what about, you know, activating the, the the Great Commission, you know, being active in 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 pursuing the Great Commission for our own lives as a minister of the gospel? You say, well, I'm not a minister of the gospel. Why, well, are you a Christian? Because if you're a Christian, guess what? You're a minister of the gospel. You're meant to go out there and to get people saved, set free, healed, and delivered and be empowered. You know, I've run into people that are not, um, you know, licensed ministers or don't have the title of being pastor or minister. But some of those people that I know uh, that I'm thinking of right now, some of them are more anointed and have a you know, more powerful mantle on them than some pastors I know. So you know, it's not always a pulpit preacher that's anointed. Uh, it's nice to have an anointed pulpit preacher. I hope that you're in a church that has an anointed pulpit pastor. But that's not the end-all, be-all of ministry. Ministry is what's taking place when you step foot out of your door in the morning. And it's even happening in your house, by the way. But we you know when you go out there, and you're representing Jesus, and you're letting people know about the good news. So our battle isn't against flesh and blood, it's against the strongholds, it's against the principalities, and this is what we have to understand. So when somebody's being mean to you, when somebody's attacking you, when somebody's being challenging, as much as you want to lash out back at them, remember the battle is not against the flesh, and that person is the flesh. It's against the spirit behind it that's trying to take you out, that's trying, so that's why it says, so you can take your stand against, The devil's schemes in that Ephesians 6, 10 through 12 verse group there. But let me just say this. This is what I've been thinking about a lot lately. When you resist the devil, he has to flee. He has to flee. And that's extremely crucial and important because if you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, it's just like any other feeling, you know, when you're feeling depressed or oppressed, you know, I I believe it's a spirit sometimes, right? That, That makes you feel that way. But, you know, it's the same thing with this overwhelming, it's like, you you know, everything's going, you know, the world's coming to an end. You know, the sky is falling. You know, everything is, is caving in on me. You know, my bills are mounted so much, I don't know how I'm ever gonna possibly pay them. I feel completely overwhelmed. I need to declare bankruptcy. I need to, you know, go hide under a rock somewhere. I can't even make it. I can't even survive anymore. And then what happens? You do live through it and you do survive, right? And so it's not always as bad as it feels in the moment, but a lot of times in the moment, it will feel pretty crazy. And we'll feel that spiritual pressure. And so we need to learn to do this. So Matthew 6, 4, or 6.34, Matthew 6, 34, it really breaks it down. It says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. How many Christians out there do you know, I know I'm guilty of this, that worry about tomorrow? It's literally a sin. I hate to say it, guys, but it's literally a sin. We're not meant to worry. We're not supposed to be worrying. Because our God, the one that we serve and believe in, owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And so we're not supposed to be freaking out. <laughs> Why is everyone freaking out? Because this is the, the, the frenzy world that we live in. We're in a frenzy world. I live in Los Angeles. I'll tell you something. When I get on the streets, especially when I leave my local community, I start going onto the highways and byways and freeways of Los Angeles. People are frenzied. I mean, it's amazing how quick they erupt and they're on those horns. We, we recently had some friends in from out of town, and they were like, wow, people are beeping their horns every two seconds out here in California. I said, yeah, we're, honestly, we're used to it. I didn't even notice that until they pointed that out. But a lot of people have very little patience, and it's not just in California, by the way. It's in a lot of places because I've traveled different places, and I see it. This spirit is pervasive. It's, it's a spirit of the hour. And uh, it's one that, that, you know, unfortunately is affecting us all. And so that's why the Bible is instructing us, end time saints, saints of God, do not worry. Don't not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You say, well, pastor, I just heard you say something. You said end time saints. Do you think it's the end times? I think we're close. If we're not in the end times right now, I think we're getting close. The hour is certainly getting late. We can see it with the rise of the spirit of Antichrist all around us. We can see you know, the attack on, on biblical Christianity, on, you know, on what we stand for with our values and the word of God. We see the Bible being attacked. We see the war that's going on. If you're not in that battle, I would highly question if you're really speaking the truth to people because if you're out there speaking the truth, then I believe you're in the battle. Amen? That's why we have to learn how to handle it. I think of a story. There was a man that I knew that was a decorated military uh, officer. And this man was former Delta Force, okay? He was a former, like a special forces kind of guy, right? And he has been in hundreds of gunfights all around the world, mainly in Iraq, Afghanistan, places like that where we've had recent wars. But he had many kills. He had, you know, shot hundreds and hundreds of sniper shots. And, you know, he's been in the battle. And so when he sees a situation, you know, when he comes back to the United States, he's got to deal with PTSD and all those things. Trust me, those things are real. And a lot of my friends that have been in combat are dealing with that, and we have to walk them through that. And I believe there's a spiritual significance in getting people healed from that as well because there usually is, right? The battle's not against flesh and blood, against strongholds and principalities. Attack on the mind, right? That's what that is. It's an attack on the mind. But nevertheless, this man, if he's in a situation where he's in public and he's back here on stateside, that's what they say when you're stateside, and he sees a a little altercation, he's not freaking out because he's been in a major battle before where he's had a gunfight. And so it doesn't phase him, right? If he sees some kind of situation where some people would be terrified to see, you know, happening, where there's an altercation or something happening on the streets of Los Angeles, this guy barely flinches. Why? Because he's been in multiple battles, hundreds of battles in his life. And so to him, that's just nothing. In fact, that's like way less of a battle compared to some of the battles he's been in. That's how we need to be as Christians. We need to get to the point where we're, you know, battle-hardened. You know where we understand the battle that we're in, and we, and when when something comes up that the enemy tries to attack our mind and tries to make us feel discouraged or overwhelmed, we need to be battle hardened. We need to understand. Hey, look, this is just part of the game. This is part of the the assignment that I took on in being a Christian. You know, this is this is part of the lifestyle. This is what the Bible said. Our battle's not against flesh and bloods, against strongholds and principalities. That's what we're battling against. So when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, okay, we'll go back to that again now. When you're starting to feel overwhelmed. Think about this it's an attack on your mind okay what what we need to do here's what you need to do in that situation take a breath take a deep breath and just pray ask the holy spirit god right now in the name of jesus i'm feeling overwhelmed and lord i need your wisdom i need your guidance holy spirit you are the comforter comfort my heart right now and give me discernment and wisdom on how to navigate through the situation in jesus name pray that way pray pray in that way And watch what God does. He is willing to meet you right there. So many times I've been in a situation where it's like, not just one, have you ever been in those situations? Like, it's not just one thing going wrong. It's like multiple things, like boom, 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 boom. The enemy sometimes machine gun attacks like that. And because it's a very effective way to get somebody totally freaked out. You know, I mean, the baby's crying, you know, uh, all of a sudden the baby cuts her hand, you know, and there's, there's blood well, you know, you're trying to handle that situation, stop the baby from crying, you know, fix the baby's hand. All of a sudden, your boss is trying to get a hold of you and urgently needs to speak with you. You know, and all of a sudden, you got like multiple things happening. Boom, 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 and then your boss says, "Why don't you call me back?" You know, and then and then your wife calls, "Honey, I need you to pick this up for me right now." You know, I'm on my way home and I I really need this right away. So then you got multiple things. You start feeling overwhelmed. That's an instant overwhelming, right? And then there's like more. Long-term overwhelming. It's like it's a season where your bills have been mounting up and you're like, oh my gosh How am I gonna pay them another bill from the hospital? You know another you know also? Oh my gosh I lost my job now the bills are mounting and I don't have any money coming in and, and you're trying and you're trying to find a job And you're like what the heck it's so hard to find a job And you know I put out my resume over a thousand people. I barely get any responses you overwhelmed overwhelmed this is exactly the enemy's plan, but we got to take it back to the scripture. What did God say? What kind of battle were we involved in? We were involved in a spiritual battle. That's what the battle is. Then it makes sense. Then it makes sense. I'm going to read this Psalm because David was really good at talking about these things. He says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is, is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on him day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. That's Psalms 1, 1 through 3. That is huge. We got to meditate on the Lord day and night. It doesn't matter our situation. I know that's really hard. But blessed is that person because you're delighting in the law of the Lord. What does that mean, the law of the Lord? What did God say is the plan for your life? What did he say? Did he say hope in the future? Didn't he say that he made you fearfully and wonderfully? Didn't he say that he's going to, you know, give you the desires of your heart? Seek ye first, the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. He wants you to be prospering and blessed. Now, I'm not talking necessarily financially. I'm just saying, you know, your well-being he's concerned about your overall well-being that's why he gave you power love and a sound mind now of course i think he also can take care of our needs when it comes to finances because he owns a cattle on a thousand hills what you reap you will also sow right so if you're sowing good seed i believe you're going to reap a good harvest and i believe that you know the lord can see that you know it, the bible says if you don't work you don't eat but if you're working and you're out there doing what you can and and look the Lord is going to put his favor and hand and blessing on you in due season, okay? Sometimes you got to go through a little bit of a job season. Some of you can relate to that, right? I know I went through a little bit of a job season where I felt like everything was getting peeled away. Everything was getting taken away. I, I mean, my lowest of low, but you got to know the lowest of low to appreciate when God does something big in your life. You got to know what it means to be down Because when you are back up, you appreciate it more, don't you? In fact, most people that have powerful ministries, most people that the Lord is really using, they paid a high cost. In fact, many of them, most of them have. Because the Lord teaches us, and he makes sure that we understand, so that when we can teach others, we we let people know the true situation, right? Now, there's a lot of fake people out there that are telling you false stories, that are not telling you the truth. There are prosperity preachers out there. I'm not one of those. I'm not a prosperity preacher. It doesn't mean I don't believe that God wants you to prosper. I just mean that, you know, God is not saying uh, we got to buy a jet plane tomorrow. Okay. Or or that's going to determine how holy we are. I don't believe that. I believe it's about our heart and the position and stature of our heart. Have we given our heart wholeheartedly to the Lord? Have we learned to lean not on our own understanding? Have we learned to, in all our ways, acknowledge him? Because at that point, that's when he's going to direct our path, right? He's going to direct our path when we're acknowledging him, when we're thanking him, when we're saying, Lord, I get it. I know what it is. Blessed is the man who meditates on his law day and night. What is his law? The word of God. Why does the Bible say faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God? God is saying, look, here's the answer. Here's the answer. Meditate on my word. Be strong so that you know. This is a great scripture right here. It's Matthew 6, 25 through 27. And it reads like this It says, Therefore, do not worry about your life. <laughs> Simple, right? What you do, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and, let, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Well, the answer to that is no. (laughs) None of us are going to add an hour, a day. In fact, we're probably going to take away hours from worrying and being concerned and being overwhelmed. But again, it's a very real feeling. And I understand why many people are feeling that way. Because if I look at the world around us today and I see all the challenges, so many people, you know, feel like they got robbed as a child. Maybe you didn't have both parents at home. Maybe something happened to you that was traumatic. I know for me, I got stabbed nine times. That was traumatic for me. Um, that's not something that's normal, right? Getting stabbed nine times, one in the heart. That's not normal. I was traumatized from that. But, you know, I mean, look, there's a lot of people that have been dealt with worse things than that. You know, molestation and rape or, you know, uh, various addictions can be very painful. And 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 maybe you were able to get past that. Praise God, right? And, and here you are today. And you're trying to do this thing called life and you're trying to be successful and you're like, but Todd, you don't understand. I'm doing everything I can and I just feel like no matter how hard I try, I still don't get anywhere. Well, that's the lie from the pit of hell. That's what the devil wants you to think because the truth of the matter is you've come a long way. You may not see it in tangible things like finances right now, but it doesn't matter because you've grown spiritually spiritually and god has done a lot of healing in your heart whether you realize it or not as you've contended for that moving forward you know you've learned a lot right i mean think of how much you've learned since you become a christian you say well i'm not even a christian okay well then we're going to get to that in a minute because if you're not a christian i'm going to give you an opportunity to make that massive decision today the biggest decision you will ever make in your life which is asking jesus christ into your life because he will fix the situation and to those that have been serving the Lord for a long time, you say, well, you're saying he'll fix the situation, but I'm, I'm not feeling it yet. But see, here's the thing. He is fixing it. He is working the things out. You know, there's a lot of people in the world that are doing far worse than you. I know it doesn't seem like that right now, but it's true. Uh, if you traveled, you know, into third world countries and seen some of the devastation, some of the famine, you know, some of the poverty, That many people in our world, in fact, a large portion of our world live in every single day. You know, when you go home to your American home, you know, because most of our audience is is in a Western country. But, you know, we don't realize what we have. We don't realize what we have to be able to go to the supermarket and get water. You know, there's places right now where you can't even get clean drinking water. I mean, don't get me started on that stuff. But if you have a roof over your head and you're able to sleep in a fairly safe place tonight, you're far better off than a large portion of the world. And listen, hey friend, it's not that bad. I know it seems like it is. But God is going to get you through this situation just like he's got you through other situations. So here's the thing. If he's taking you this far, you think he's going to forget you now. No, he's not. He's not going to forget you now. Uh, That's what I remember, you know, is is that when I feel overwhelmed or when I feel like everything is just caving in on me, I sit back and I I pull back for a second and look at my life in the macro instead of looking at my day or my season right now. I look at the whole thing and I say, look what God's done. He restored me. He set me free. I'm healthy. I'm not addicted anymore. Uh, I have joy in my life. He's brought me a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter. I have a family that loves me. I'm very fortunate for those things, but it wasn't always that way. It wasn't always that way. I went through abuse as a child. You know, my family fought like cats and dogs. It was horrible and abusive. And for many years, I had to deal with that. But you know what? The Lord strengthened me through that. And today, I can say God has done a new thing in our life and in our family. He wants to do a new thing in your life. Maybe today is that beginning step. Maybe it's the beginning process. A minute ago, I talked about some people, Have maybe not even accepted Jesus yet. You're still on the fence. Is Jesus real? Well, I'm going to tell you he is. He's very much real. And he does want to do something powerful in your life. He is the answer to healing your heart. He is the answer that, you know, a lot of people are seeking for an answer. Jesus is that answer. His Holy Spirit will give you the strength. Will encourage you. Will allow you to get up and do what you got to do to survive in this hour. That's how we fight back against feeling overwhelmed that's how we overcome this sensation this feeling and we understand that God has it all worked out according to his master plan for our life his purpose and calling this may be a down season for you but things can get much better and they will keep seeking keep trusting keep pressing ahead don't give up whatever you do don't give up that's when the enemy wins is when we give up we can never give up friends As long as we're breathing, as long as we're here, keep fighting the good fight of faith because what we will hear when we go to be with the Lord is those faithful words, well done, good and faithful servant. Be encouraged today. I'm going to pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you that maybe somebody listened to this broadcast for the first time today here on the Remnant Godcast. They've been feeling overwhelmed. They've been having fear. They've been having doubt. They've been having worry. And Lord, they've just been feeling like everything is falling in on them and they have no options. But Lord, you are never out of options. That's the thing about you, God. You're never out of options. You always have a solution. And so whatever the situation is right now, we say in the name of Jesus, Lord, bring that solution. Give us strategy. Give us wisdom. Give us discernment. Give us peace that passes understanding. Fill our heart with joy today. If we are rebellious... I pray in Jesus' name we would cast down that rebellious spirit and that we would awaken to be humbled, to be righteous, and to be serving you with our whole heart, mind, body, and soul. In the name of Jesus, I bless this person who's listening to the show today. Let today be the first day of the rest of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you receive that today, I believe today is the start of a new season in your life. Proclaim it. Declare it and walk forward in victory because you are a victor, not a victim, in the name of Jesus. God bless and thank you for listening to today's Remnant Godcast.